have a lot in common, some really similar experiences, and some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Oh, do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? I just booked uh, an eyebrow wax for this week, and I'm so excited. Oh I have God. one booked with my uh, full body wax <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Tanned, waxed, you ready? <laughs> I am so not tan and it's so disappointing. You still have a week and a half. God, I'm going to have to really oil up. Mm. Just don't get that, you know, hard center. What? On your chest again? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't know that's what we were calling it. But <laughs> hard center? Hard center. It's like a chocolate gone bad. Ooh. Mm. I like my center to flow, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, sometimes I wish I could talk like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. That one? Well, I mean, yeah, that's notoriously his his line but but the drawl explain this to me it's so i don't it's so relaxing i listen do you to need his... me to open that beer for you i don't want you to chip a nail no oh you got it okay i got it i just I have to come at You're a different angle <laughs> working that very hard <laughs> no just he's so soothing i don't know i don't it i guess maybe it's a little bit of that texas southwestern familiarity but also just he's just calm i don't know i listened to his audiobook it's one of the greatest <laughs> audible experiences i could all right starting off strong with a recommendation <laughs> it's a great book also mm -hmm. it is it's i highly recommend matthew mcconaughey's book called green light <laughs> i'm familiar <laughs> You don't have to like it. I'm a fan. I mean, I know I know you love a book by a celebrity, <laughs> so. Yeah, or just like a good memoir. Mm-hmm. Especially. I have like three I just downloaded because traveling. Oh, yeah? What else did you get? I got Casey Wilson's new book. Oh, I got that one too. And, um... Oh, the other one's not a memoir. Uh, I can't think of who it's by right now, but it's called The the People You Meet on Vacation. Oh, yeah, by Emily Henry. Sure. Yeah, I actually have that one sitting on my nightstand. Haven't, yeah. Haven't started it yet. So I have that one, Casey Wilson's, and then Seth Rogen. Has oh, that's book. right. Short essays. Hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice variety you got going on there. I believe in variety. Yeah. I'm really excited for Casey's though. Yeah. Uh, I need to, like, I have that one as like an ebook, but I kind of want to get it as an audiobook because I love. She reads it. When they narrate mm -hmm. uh, their mm -hmm. audiobooks, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but like last summer, 
I listened to Jessica Simpson's. Oh, really? Memoir. Oh, I've yeah. heard some things about it. I it felt like a time capsule of a book to like the early two thousands. And when she's talking about like what was it, Newlyweds, her show mm-hmm. with like Nick Lachey, mm-hmm. that was super interesting. Like, and she reads it, and so it was just like. I don't know. I it got me started on this whole like celebrity memoir thing where I would just go on long walks last summer and I like I listened to hers. I listened to um We're Gonna Need More Wine with That by Gabriel Union, mm. which was so good. Okay. I listened to Trevor Noah's Born a yeah, Crime. That's a great oh, one. That one was so good. Yep. But um no, I actually really enjoy Jessica Simpson's book. Huh. Yeah. I had like no loyalty to her or like same uh, she obviously she was around when we were teens and she was in the same era as Brittany and Christina mm-hmm. and she was always sort of like like third one yeah like she was never top for me I guess but but I know a few girls who are like no I loved Jessica see I have never seen one single episode of newlyweds or anything like that so I just yeah don't really know anything about her other than like the crazy public take on her weight and her body. She talks a lot about that. I mean, it was big for her, and she did gain a lot of weight. But then I recently saw, I don't know if it was like a meme or I don't know, I saw something online where it was like, remember when this is what we thought was fat? And she had like a completely normal, healthy body. Yep. And the media was like, she's a pig. And you're like fuck mm-hmm. fuck the media well she's also like five one like oh she's i didn't know that tiny i didn't know that so like I, I don't know and i think she talks a lot about that it's it's kind of the same where it's like i wasn't allowed to listen to music during mm-hmm. like the heyday of her career mm-hmm. we didn't have tv but like i knew enough of her and like the pop culture yeah like world um but it was really interesting to revisit a lot of that stuff and like one of the things she talked about a lot in that book is just like journalist preoccupation with her virginity and like yeah that's like the britney spears that's documentary the britney spears one too that came out a little bit ago mm-hmm. where it was like i the I standards like, were so different for them yeah are your boobs real have you had sex like all of those conversations that were just wildly inappropriate for mm-hmm. young women well, for, like, girls who were, like, 19 getting mm-hmm. asked by these, like, 45-year-old yeah. men or, like, 55-year-old Where the standard women. for the men in the situation are, like, mm, you get it yeah. in or what? Come on, buddy. Like but at least that's, like, one area where there's been, like, a little bit of progress. Because I, I feel so. like if now, like, any journalist was, like, asking a pop star, like, mm-hmm. are you a virgin? There would be, like... No, there's been multiple people. I think Taylor Swift sort of famously, like, shut down some, some of those questions in that vein of, like, it's none of your business. Like, yep. I don't have to answer to any of you yep like who and then i I think it's also i i guess there's still this will probably be a lot harder to go away because it's technically not that inappropriate but like who are you wearing like who fucking Mm -hmm. cares why don't Mm -hmm. you want to know what my opinion is about this subject that like actually has valid importance in the world yeah (laughs) who fucking cares who made my dress Mm. Mm. it's a different thing but I, I do think women can speak a little more boldly and be like, I don't have to tell you shit. Or they're leaning into their sexuality. You have like Miley Cyrus who's like, yeah, I fuck, I fuck everyone. <laughs> now you can't make a story out about it because like yeah. I'm just going to tell you up front and then you can't, you can't make it a thing Yeah. if I get to it first, which 
sucks you have to do that i guess if you want that privacy but it is a way to make it non-topical i can't remember who it was i, I think it was like i don't i'm i will not get this right but a, a male actor was asked in playboy like oh do you partake partic- like partake in drugs and he was like yeah i did an eight ball last night and i did it like just like owned it yeah before the media could like catch him doing that stuff hmm. So then there was no story. Well, I also think that there's something there with like, you know, um, I'm specifically thinking about like Jessica Simpson's story. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't have social media to direct, like directly or to interact directly with their fans. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's also like one of the huge things where it's like they had less control over their image, over what was being said about them than uh celebrities do currently where they can like say their own thing yeah so i think that's also like a huge turning point in like celebrity culture and agree agree you yeah there's like pros and cons to social media but having that access to your fans directly where you can be like look here's what's really going on and you guys know this because you watched me on my fucking walk yesterday like you know the story because you're going along with me in real time so i mean i guess that probably is a perk of having that engagement with people in real time we can be like you're seeing it here first yeah there's a lot less for the paparazzi to talk about if i'm showing you what my backyard pool looks like they don't have to fly <laughs> over with a helicopter to show you uh-huh their photos are worth so much less so they're mm-hmm. not gonna mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah but mm. oh well yeah so lots of books lined up <laughs> <laughs> and i always like pretend i'm gonna get so much reading done on trips <laughs> no the plane I'll I'll read on the plane. Okay. But I think this trip will just be like too packed with stuff. Yeah, I mean you're gonna it's be. It's not seeing... like a relaxing like cabin in the woods kind of trip. <laughs> no, you're gonna be <laughs> seeing comics. You're gonna be walking all over the city. Mm-hmm. All that we kind of thing. We have tickets to the cellar already in Thursday. Oh, that sounds lovely. And then it's literally around the block from the Village Underground and Fat Black, Fat Black Pussycat. I don't know. We've been looking at the schedule. And then, like, New York Comedy Club has... They're doing, like, five nights... Five shows a night. They've got three or four locations. They've got some indoor venues, some rooftop venues. Like... Oh, my gosh. I think Thursday will probably just do the cellar and dinner because she gets in late. Okay. I don't think she lands to, like, 6.30. Or we have, like, a 10 o'clock show. But then Friday and Saturday night, I think we're just going to, like... I think the earliest New York comedy club shows are like four. <laughs> We're just going to like start <laughs> and then probably get home around four in the morning. <laughs> That's going to be so fun. I don't know. Probably yeah. not four in the morning. I'm way too old, but like late. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. And then The Stand does a show on Mondays, I hear is amazing. She'll already be gone, but I'll probably plan to do that Monday night. Made some contacts, meeting some people, <laughs> got some of those things on the books. Uh-huh. That'll be good. And yeah, I added to my suitcase this week just in case anyone's wondering. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that Amazon order you just saw delivered—it's for the trip. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> just a new pack of toothbrushes. <laughs> a pack. Well, just I mean, ready. I need them anyway. That's what I'm saying. Trips are a great time to just, like, restock on things you're going to need anyway. (laughs) So planned out. So on top of shit. You know. Mm -hmm. Gotta have a fresh toothbrush. Apparently for you, you've got to have a fresh everything. 
for this trip. Mm, yeah, but if I only take one trip a year, that's what I refresh, you know? Well, that's fair. All right. Do you want to, like, go into a new... Sp- also, I'm staying with... If I was totally solo, I'd care less about, like, how dingy my socks were. But if I'm going to be sharing a room with someone, and as you learned last week, not the listeners, but you specifically, (laughs) my snoring is wild. (laughs) And if I'm already going to put her through that pain, I got to have clean socks and underwear. I'm not like... Did you tell her to bring, like... Earplugs, noise canceling headphones. She swears she's okay with it. She God went on the road with musicians her. for a decade. She swears she's oh. okay with it. But I will probably bring some courtesy ones for her. Like maybe I'll bring a care package, but it's like <laughs> for her. Like I'll welcome her to the room and be like, welcome. This is your bed. These are all the things you're going to need because I'm four feet away. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll be great for me. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep right through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> no, I think the first time I learned that I snored was when I was with James, and we were traveling down here from New Hampshire when we moved here. Mm-hmm. And he came down with Juniper and I, and we were sharing a hotel. <laughs> the first morning we woke up, and I think we only, oh, maybe we only had to stay, whatever. We only had one stop, I think. Anyways. <laughs> I woke up in the morning. He was like, so you snore like a lot. Like it kept me awake. And I was like, really? Cause I lived with the same person for the last decade and he's never said anything. He's like, yeah, well you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I had three roommates in college and none of them ever said anything. So, like, I mean, it's a good sign if they're yeah. good, if they're good, honest people. Yeah, uh, hopefully they would have said something. I know that I like mumbled occasionally in my sleep. Like oh, see, that was waking me. That's up. way scarier to me. But like, not not like full conversations are all the time. I think it was more like if I was stressed or like if they were trying to Some wake gibberish. me up from something. Yeah, but I wasn't speaking like. I don't think I was speaking full sentences. M- Matt and Juniper both <sighs> will fully converse with you. And it's terrifying. That is something. So I'm glad I'm like so unconscious that I can't even hear myself like having closed nasal and throat passages. <laughs> <laughs> but for oh. the folks around me, uh, super humiliating. God bless. <laughs> um, all right. Should we should talk we? about these scones? Also, it's scone <laughs> week, y'all. It is. You made delicious looking. Yeah. So I square made. Square scones. Yes, they are squares. Uh, like her. Oh, <laughs> she knows where to cut me. Um, they are whole wheat uh, raspberry scone mm. with ricotta. Um, oh, in the dough. So it in the dough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like one of the ingredients I think that kind of uh, adds a lot to it. So what you do is. Um, the recipe called for like equal parts all-purpose flour and whole wheat flour. I've made this recipe a couple of times, and so I actually uh, used a cup and a half of all-purpose and just half a cup of whole wheat because I kind of like how it's just softer with the all-purpose flour as mm-hmm. opposed to whole wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
baking powder, a little bit of sugar, salt, um, and then like six tablespoons of butter. Use a pastry cutter to like blend all of that. Um, And then add in um, like a cup of fresh raspberries and use the pastry cutter to kind of like blend those in Mm. with the butter and the flours. And then uh, add in three-fourths cup uh, whole milk ricotta and a third a cup of heavy whipping cream. What state is that ricotta? Like a crumble? Or what? Is it creamier? Yeah. It's like it's it's just like the creamy regular version of ricotta. Like um, one of the, you know, containers you get mm-hmm. in the dairy aisle. Um, and uh, yeah, just like blend that. It's a very like dense, yeah. heavy, like wet. So you're not going to get like clumps of cheese when we bite into this. No, it's just like Unless all I mixed into didn't the... mix it as well as I should have. Well, fingers crossed I get a lump of cheese. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. going to take one by the and, way. Oh, please do. Um, and uh, yeah, so you like blend all of that and then just like pat it out into a square. Smells nice. <laughs> Uh, and then cut it into like nine squares, bake at 425 for like 14 minutes, and you're good. Mm. Verdict? Softer than I expected. That's the ricotta. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. This is the part where we chew into the <laughs> microphone. Um, yeah, no, it's even the bottom. I'm used to like a, a harder outer entirety mm-hmm. shell. I don't know if it's a shell, but a little firmer and then softer on the inside. But this is soft all the way through. Yeah. Well, so I feel like most um, like American scones are known for being like a little bit harder, kind of crumbly, like Mm -hmm. it's a little bit drier. They're also like super sweet and there are tons of toppings and maybe a glaze and like chocolate chips and like all these things. And what I like about these scones. This is really nice. Yeah. Is like it's not super, super sweet. It has a really nice texture that is like dense. Um, but without being that like dry crumbly type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I like this recipe a lot. And I also just like the brightness of the raspberries. So you make this often? Yeah. Yeah. No, the raspberries are nice too. Right now, like, I think we keep coming back to this, but seasonally, like we want all the springy summer joy in our mouths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's not overly sweet at all. Because you're right, like a lot of scones get like the, the crystallized sugars on top yep. or um, I think the scone that sticks out in my memory the most, the one I like have the most fondness for because I do think it's so delicious, is there's a restaurant in the Bay Area called Sideboard and they do a maple scone Ooh. and it's got like that maple, not like covered in frosting, but like a like, drizzle, like a like... little cute little squeeze. <laughs> on it and it's so good but that's a firmer scone but it was so good with like coffee Mm -hmm. and you have like them made oh i mm. i go back every time we're in the bay area which has not been in a really long time but (laughs) it's still there on the menu that and they have like really good ginger cookies like oh those are like those flavors like ginger maple the ginger like the crystallized ginger and the molasses like (laughs) <laughs> maybe we'll make a maybe we'll cookie episode. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna be making those, we definitely yeah. need a cookie episode. No, and but that scone is one that sticks with me because otherwise, like like you said, you get scones at a random coffee shop or whatever, and they're always just sort of like meh, yeah, and a little airy inside, mm-hmm. hard on the outside, lots of crumbs to clean up off the table, which personally I don't like. No, it's not a fun time. 
Um, these are great though. Thank you. I, so like, I didn't really grow up with scones. Like it Mm. wasn't really something my mom made when I was a kid, but I think like towards the end of high school during college, she started kind of experimenting with scones a little bit. Mm. And now every fall she'll always make a pumpkin scone that, um, is pretty good. And like she experimented with a couple different kinds. Like she would try all these different co- like toppings. Like one had like a pecan caramel mm. on top. She did like a maple glaze one one time. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really something I grew up with a ton. Um, and I think it's only as I've gotten older that I've uh, like had more and like um, my. <laughs> I think maybe one of my favorite scones is uh, my friend Karen, who lives out in Colorado. Uh, she's like a really good baker, really enjoys doing all that. Her husband uh, home brews and like legit home brews, mm-hmm. like very good beer. And they have a lot of like spent grain, like whatever, whatever you call that. Can um, I just tell you something? Yes. I heard spank bank, not spent grain. Just saying. Okay. Well. I That's definitely said spank right grain. Now. Well, uh, it sounds like you said <laughs> That's spank- where you're at right now. Spank grain. Yeah, okay. It sounds like spank grain, which is the same as spank bank. But, you know, every husband needs one. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> uh, and she makes these, like, dark chocolate cherry spank grain scones that are Ooh, amazing. I love a chocolate cherry combo. Yeah, it's... Oh my gosh, it's so good. And so like every time I visited them, she made them the first time I visited them out in Colorado. And I loved them so much that now every time I go out, she always has like a batch ready. Are there pieces of chocolate in it? Or is it a chocolate? No, it's like chunks of dark chocolate. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Mm -hmm. With like dried cherries. And then it's like you get the nuttiness of the spent grain. That sounds so good. It is. It is like the best combo. Karen, why aren't you in my DMs? (laughs) Uh, Playing favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if she visits me in Nashville, I'll request that she she brings If some. I must confess, in that second drawer, in that uh, dresser thing over there, there is a box of chocolate-covered cherries right now. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling? Just hanging out? It's just one of those, like, sometimes I'll just pop a solo for, <laughs> you know, when I need that sugar hit. <laughs> There's also cherry Garcia ice cream in the fridge. Oh, I'm all right, you, you really are into chocolate it is, and cherry. It's a solid combo. I did for not me. know this. Well, learn something new every week. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but then uh, I think this is also like one of the like big differences in like scones is like there are like the American scones, and then you know more the like. English, Scottish, Irish version of scones, Mm. which are a completely different thing. Yeah. So the first time I ever had, um, like, a more traditional, like, tea time scone. Oh, right. Was when I went over to Scotland to visit a friend, and she took me to this, like, tiny Scottish tea room, like, on the coast near St. Andrews, and we had, like, a traditional, like, afternoon tea. Mm -hmm. And so they brought out these, like... They're just like a plain cream scone. They're not super sweet. They're very soft. And then you top them with like clotted cream or um, like uh, jam or like whatever, or you can do both. And that was just like, it was something so different from what I had thought of as scones like in the past, like the American versions, which are so much sweeter, kind of harder. And I. That's how I like them. (laughs) A lot harder. 
definitely sweeter mm. just kidding just kidding <laughs> scotland mm-hmm. sounds great uh and also just like i'm not a huge tea drinker but mm. paired with like those scones like i mean it really kind of works. there is something to be said about a hot beverage and a pastry mm-hmm. that combo across the board it's a solid oh. Well, and so that was one of the things where I was like, oh, I really, I looked into making clotted cream because Mm. I love, like, it's so, it's not sweet. It's just rich. We've covered dairy is number two on our list of loves. Um, And then I started looking up like, oh, how to make clotted cream at home, like blah, blah, blah. And it involved like... (laughs) Milking a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Close. (laughs) It involved like getting like the milk or like heavy cream or whatever and basically heating it in your oven for like 12 to 18 hours because you want the cream, like you want everything to separate and then you're like taking like the heavy like cream part off the top. Wait, at what temperature? Like at like 175, like a low temp. So you're just like constantly oh. heating it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love you. Don't want to have my oven on for 18 hours. Also, your apartment, we talk oh, about God. the lovely smells of fresh bread. <laughs> mm. That would not be the same no. experience. Oh, God. I, that would be terrible. My neighbors <laughs> would hate me. <laughs> your landlord's like, we're just doing a wellness check. Smells like a corpse. We're not really sure. There might be a dead animal in the wall. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a pet policy. So You're like, like, no, no, no. Weird. Clotted cream. I have a scone. <laughs> I'm a super normal tenant, I swear. Um, yeah, so I I did think about having clotted cream today, and then I read everything. Is that, I wonder, like, no. is that something you can purchase here? So I looked it up, and it was uh, clotted cream you can't, but like double cream apparently you can, which is like very similar. But the closest one I could find was like World Market out on Charlotte Pike, and mm. I was like, oh, it's a gas shortage. I'm not driving all the way out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Russia. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners from there, so fuck y'all. Mm. What a weird time. But no, these are great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. you don't even have like butter on the table right now. This is this Wait, is like do a you first. butter scones? I don't, but some people do. Oh, I've never that didn't even cross my mind. I made these Also, come at me, judging me for my butter. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, why we're, you don't even have butter on the table? Hey. As you hey. said multiple times on this podcast, you're all about that butter and bread experience. It's so, so I was just it's the you know. right thing to do. <laughs> I don't consider a scone a butter a butter vessel. Okay. Okay. We're gonna bring it back to the vessel. Oh. Back at this again. <laughs> you know what I made this week? Hmm. I made that Death by Chocolate Bannon banana bread again. <laughs> oh shit. Must have been good. Did no, you- it's because my kid doesn't eat her fucking bananas fast enough, and what else am I going to do with them? But yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> and it like now it's like one of those things, like once I make a recipe once, I sort of like memorize it. I know yep. it. Yep. I'm like, all right. And I still had the buttermilk. Perfect. What else am I going to use that for? So I was just like, I have all the things. Let's just do another batch. But that was just a day or two, day, two days ago. Then why didn't we do banana bread episode for this week? Well, well, we can. Okay. But I'm just saying you can you can actually taste it this time because there's still like half a loaf. Didn't go as fast this time because we like just had it. <laughs> <laughs> Less of a demand for breakfast cake. Yeah. It is still really great though. But no, I'm into it. Yes, scones are, I don't, 
these are certainly the softest version I've ever had. Okay. But I'm into it. It could also be part of it's the whole wheat too. I think most of the time I'm definitely eating just straight white flour scones. Yeah. Which gives it that grit, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got a little adds another You feel better about yourself when it's a little brown. <laughs> or a lot brown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mmm. Good. What else is going on? Mm. Obviously, we talked about trips. I'm still in the throes of planning, even though I'll be critically harassed about it for the rest of time. Yes, absolutely. You're an inspiration to us all. <laughs> I'm an inspiration to what not to be. Um, did you take trips as a kid? Family trips? I feel like summer vacation... Uh. Summer vacation's happening because, like, my daughter is oh, yeah. fully aware of when the last day of school is now. So she's like, come on, what are we doing? I'm like, well, this summer I think people are going to go crazy because mm-hmm. CDC just listed, lifted their mask mandate. Nashville lifted all <laughs> mandates. Yeah. They are very much encouraging all of the rubbing in public, and it's, like, so much. But I think, like, summer vacations are upon us, and now I feel like, all right, we didn't get to do anything last year. Yeah. We should probably plan something. You going to ship her off to Arizona again for a little bit? No. I think I think my parents are planning a trip here instead. Mm. You know. What about you? Well, we talked about you've got some trips going. But what about as a kid, though? Mm, as a kid? Well, like, okay. So my parents, like, we were always visiting friends like Mm. because my parents had lived a couple of different places like and they stayed in touch with people so like i mean the reason i've been to arizona so many times is because we had friends in prescott that my parents worked on the indian reservation with in north dakota and so have we ever discussed this i swear i told you that i came out to like prescott all the time like twice as a kid so weird (laughs) yeah we like wait how much do you remember about it um well i mean they weren't like i I mean i remember like a decent amount because there was like one trip that we went out there and we like stayed with that for like a week or so and then we took a car and like went to the grand canyon Mm -hmm. we went to hoover dam we like Uh drove through the las vegas strip like kind of saw all that stuff so like i remember all of that i think i was like eight or nine on that trip but I remember the my parents' friends like lived near this like there was like kind of like this dry riverbed almost like it had a little bit of a creek. Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, we call them washes. <laughs> I learned something, and new. they only flow when it rains. Fair. Um, so yeah, I, like I remember stuff like that, but like I don't remember a ton of details from like visiting hmm. like with them. Um, but we would like take trips to go stay with people and visit yeah. and like kind of see new places. Um, I think only a handful of times did we have a like traditional like family vacation. And I think the last like my parents, I'm trying to remember what wedding anniversary it was of theirs, like maybe 15, no, maybe like 10 or 15 week. okay (laughs) i mean they went back to the place that they had honeymooned um gross which is up in canada uh probably pleasant 
Yes. And then we went back again a couple years later and they uh, took me and let me bring a friend because, you know, being an only child, family vacations are um, not fun sometimes when Accurate. it's just you and your parents. <laughs> um, but it was this place speak to that. <laughs> called Stratford-on-Avon Avon, uh, in Canada, like in Ontario. And it's like this like place where these theaters put on all of Shakespeare's plays like it's oh, no. ve- oh yes and <laughs> uh so we would go see like two plays while we were up there and all of that stuff but that that was when I was 10 and that was the last time that I remember us going on a vacation as a family like that where we like stayed in a hotel like went out to eat like did all that stuff that wasn't just like trips to visit other people because after that I started going to like Christian summer camps. Right. I would do uh, mission trips with my youth group, or like mm-hmm. they would ship me down to South Carolina to spend a couple of weeks with like their friends so that, you know, like I was getting a break, or I would like go spend a week with my aunt. Um, but like we didn't, like I know so many families, especially back in Ohio, where like they'll pick like, um, like Topsail Island or like, um, South Carolina, and they just want to go to the beach. South Carolina seems to be like a huge destination for the yes Ohio, Myrtle beach. Kentucky people. Yes, like, and that was the thing that like I st- I still to this day like don't understand <laughs> exactly where it's like families will pick like one place and they go back there every year, yeah. and have this yeah. same vacation, and it's like instead of they, choosing new destinations, yes, and they look forward yeah. to it all year, and it's like that thing that they do, mm-hmm. and like, and I am just kind of like, that's so boring. Like, but you also have to think these are the same people that also choose to stay in their hometowns. You are correct. They're comfortable with what they know, and like broadening that is sort of like foreign or just not something that they're interested in or on their radar. Yeah. So it's a safe thing. Once but, they've like done it, then they know their spots and they have their routine and Yeah. And then I have like other friends now though where like as adults, like they'll meet up with their parents in like a fun location mm-hmm. and like they'll like have to pay for like getting there themselves, but then the vacation is like paid for by their parents essentially. Mm-hmm. And like that's a thing that like my parents and I just like don't do like I go back in the summer to see them I spend time at home yeah but like if they I don't know like we just vacation differently we like doing different things so I can't imagine if my parents were like hey meet us up in wine country in New York like and take some tours with us that would just be so interesting I wouldn't know what to do with that because like they've done stuff like that before but we don't yeah I don't know. I think even more as an adult, that like only child thing has just like uh, where I'm just like I do not want to. I feel like it's almost worse as an adult Uh because then it's you just revert back to as a kid. Like you can like go play or whatever to your thing, but as an adult, there's more expectation for like conversation. Uh (laughs) I don't know. Like our family vacations were, we didn't have too many like true like vacation vacations in that traditional sense like you know we did like sea world one year we did disneyland one year because we were close we were driving distance to california so like san diego was our closest beach and okay. la was our close like that kind of thing but yeah most of our vacations it was when my aunt and uncle moved back to the states when they came back from the philippines 
I think I was like eight or nine. And I spent an entire summer with my aunt and all seven cousins. <laughs> and like by entire summer, I mean like probably like six weeks. Like I don't, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. And then I did a similar thing when I was 12. I went and visited them. But by then my cousins were older. And I went and stayed with my cousin Holly, who was pregnant with her first child, who's now like probably impregnating people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got, I like, I got to, I don't know, I was asked to, I was just put in the situation because I was 12 and I was a female. But when she went into labor, I was handed the video no, camera. No, no. And no, I filmed no. her whole birth. <laughs> oh, no, that is like child abuse, like right there. No, That's terrible. you know what that was? Oh, it was educational. It was excellent birth control. <laughs> and it actually, oh, I was, I thought it was like fascinating. I was like, this is wild. I will never do this. <laughs> um, and then I did, but you know what I mean? Like, so I was, that was sort of the family dynamic there too, with that side of the family. It was just like, we've all got vaginas. We're all going to be in the same room together. And we were, and they're like much louder than my, <laughs> my mom is very quiet. Our house was very quiet. It was only me and my brother. And so going to visit that side of the family was like this rowdy, everyone's screaming, everyone's yelling. There's a kid with a spoon stuck somewhere. Like, it's just <laughs> like constant chaos. Um, but I think most, my parents' vacation, quote, quote, unquote, in a different way where like they were centered around my dad's hunting trips mm. so in the fall there was a lot of extended trips to camp and then same in the summer the summer was more of like a friends and family thing but like that's how we'd end up in camp with three other families and we'd all had our our four-wheelers our quads our dirt bikes all of that stuff yeah so that was a lot of our vacations because we'd go up into the into the mountains for like a week at a time so it was spent more like outdoorsy fishing hunting horseback mm -hmm. riding that kind of thing did your mom like participate in that happily um well yeah i mean i don't because i just like as you were saying that <laughs> i had this like recovered memory of like oh one time we did this like camping trip on the weekend where we met up with like some other friends and like mm -hmm. my mom was not there for oh it. no like, no she my was... mom was into it like she liked doing that stuff especially when we would take the horses and stuff because then she could go she could go trail riding and stuff during the day and she really like leisurely like that was her thing she loved that so no i think she was into it and it was fun because it would be like this family's cooking breakfast this family's on dinner duty mm -hmm. uh, so that was one thing, but that also included other families. When it was just solo stuff, it was more like hunting trips or fishing trips or like my dad and I would like insert lake here. We'd go to the lake for the weekend and it would be a fishing trip, but it would also be like our outing for the yeah. weekend. So it was like more that stuff. And then again, all of our family, all of my mom's family was in Arizona. So we didn't really have to travel to see them. We saw them pretty consistently. But then all my dad's family was in Ohio. Okay. So we, I, my earliest memory of flying out to Ohio, I was like, I think for my sixth birthday, eighth, sixth birthday, I think. But I mean, we had been going out there a lot sooner than that. I just don't have recall. But it was like, literally went to visit my uncle's Amish family, <laughs> went out on the buggy, like the mm -hmm. whole, like 
that whole thing whole 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 thing um so yeah there were those family trips i don't think they really felt like vacation because we were just staying in like my grandma's guest room or whatever but Mm -hmm. there was that too yeah i also uh i just remembered um so this was like pre-high school because like i was homeschooled which also so like we didn't always do like summer stuff because we would go like during like more off times right because you could could with like my school and so we actually did do i just i can't believe i forgot about this um so when i was a kid i really loved history uh like a lot like we hadn't noticed yeah yeah. and uh my parents really like encouraged that and so Mm -hmm. we did a couple of things like we went to colonial williamsburg Mm. and did all of that um (laughs) for my 10th birthday i remember this like my grandma came along too uh we went to like gettysburg yeah pennsylvania i was about to ask and did like all those i did that for the first time a couple (laughs) of years ago and i was good i'm like Uh i'm good on this um, but we also did stuff like Monticello and like George Washington's home, like Mount Vernon. Like, so there were some like historical things. I guess like yeah. that's the thing where it's like our vacations always had like a purpose. Like, yeah. it was either we were seeing that's sort people. of my parents. Yeah, now especially, yeah, those are the they love those destinations because they went to South Carolina recently and did like rode out to the island that brought in the slaves. I don't know. Like, come on, white people. <laughs> um, but no, they love that. They loved mm-hmm. Gettysburg. They're more into that because they don't have the vacations. My parents were never the like, let's get a beach house. Let's yeah. go get a beach condo. Let's go somewhere tropical, somewhere. Like, no, it was always. Um, oh, what did they really love? I think I was, I must have already have moved out. But they went up to Reno where they used to film. Oh, God, I can't. Why am I forgetting this right now? Like. It was like one of the old cowboy like the shows. John Wayne? Like, no, no okay. like, oh, uh, fuck. What is it called? Oh, this will haunt me <laughs> forever. But like, they went up to, oh, Bonanza. They went up to see where that was filmed and like the cabin. And like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I can't think of anything more boring, but you know. So even now, I think when they're coming out here, they'll stay with me for a night or two probably. But they already are like making plans to rent a cabin up in Pigeon Forge and do yeah. like Ford Forge, Forge. Pigeon yeah. Forge, and do like Gatlinburg. Like that's their kind of okay. That's a vacation to them, yeah. and it's like me. Well, yeah, and like that's like my parents don't. They also don't really take vacations. Yeah, this like, and I think this is one of the things where like I realized this about myself a couple of years ago, where like mainly like most of my vacation days I was using to like. Go visit friends, go visit family, like all that stuff. And that's really good. But I also kind of sat there and I was like, okay, there's a part of me that in some ways like feels obligated to do this or like this was how I was raised to be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you go see people like when you live apart from them. Yeah. And like, so I think it was like three years ago, I really kind of like reevaluated and was like, no, I'm going to go like visit the people that I really want to see. And I'm not gonna, and like also I'd had like, yeah, just like a ton of people visiting as well. And so I was like trying to kind of like take back my time a little bit. Yeah. Um, But even like my parents have never, they went on one big international trip that was not missions related. Mm. Oh, Um, my parents have never. Well, it was. Another country greater than America? (laughs) Impossible. Well, they had a friend in Poland. (laughs) 
And <laughs> so they went over there and stayed with them a little bit. But like, um, you know, with the whole like Amish heritage, it's really they're from like Switzerland right near the border, uh, mm. like near Germany. And my mom has always wanted to see those countries. Sure. And so for their 30th wedding anniversary. Um, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Too long. <laughs> I think my parents Where's are, the happy medium, Kaylee? My, par- my parents are pushing 40. Whoa. So long. Yeah, that's that's a minute. Um, Wait, they might have already. I don't know. I'll do math later. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but, like, I was really happy. Like, and they took, like, three weeks. Oh, that's and, good. Like, went over there. Yeah. Truly did it. No, I think that's really good. I wish... Here's the thing. I know my mom would love to do that because my grandma was born in Germany, like came over on a boat status, like truly immigrated. And my mom, I think, would love to see those places. But my dad has such little interest in broadening his horizons that I don't think anything could ever convince him to go. Like a big deal trip for him was, but pre-pandemic they were planning like an Alaskan cruise and that was basically Mm -hmm. going to a foreign country for them. Like, but I would, I think now see, I have such a short tolerance for like how much time I can spend with them at one time. (laughs) But I think it would be great for my mom. Like, I think the only way I could get her to do those things is if I planned and took her on that trip. Mm, Yeah. My dad will never participate in that way. So I think I would have to, like, well, do that. Could you, like, convince him that there was, like, a hunt over there that he could participate in? Well, Just, like, lure well, him across the <laughs> ocean with, it's like, so German. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, my uncle, like, he was a missionary, and he lived internationally, and they, you know, they lived in the Philippines for several years, and then he still goes um, to several countries and, like you know preaches at churches randomly around the country and he went to new zealand i don't know how long it's been five years ago or something and new zealand apparently has like these like rare deer and you can hunt that like it's like this whole (laughs) thing and he was like and like these like beautiful fishing streams so like that piqued my dad's interest for sure my dad was like oh that seems like an interesting fun trip and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah because you have like the potential of killing this like beautiful animal who like i'm not anti-hunting at all i'm pro hunting but like trophy hunting is a different thing and it's like real like it's just this weird i don't know i don't know but you're right it would have to be like bear hunting in poland to get him (laughs) to be like sounds like a good time uh so that's why i think it would have to be a trip where like i take her and i just i know myself and I would have to, like, finance it in a way that I could have my own room. Uh, yeah. and, you know what I mean? Yep. It couldn't... Be, like, families that vacation together well into adulthood, I'm always, like, so impressed by, but also, like, confused by. I'm like, wait, how do you spend a week and a half on this island with your mom and dad? Like, is that fun? And they, like, love it. And I'm like, oh, I guess some people love it <laughs> i think it's like how you kind of like phrased it to me where it's like some people can relax around their family like yeah. some find that comforting some people are them at yeah the most they're whoa what <laughs> some people are most themselves around their family yeah and i am the least myself around my family <sighs> so it is not 
a relaxing time for sure. Well, and I think like part of it for me is just like uh, my parents and I have different kind of definitions of fun or like right. how we want to spend right. our money on a vacation yes. or like what we want to prioritize. Yeah. And so like I remember like because my parents like the reasons that I've traveled internationally have always been like um, I either had a friend there or like mm-hmm. a friend and I were going to go like do this trip together. Mm-hmm. And my parents have always been like, you're so lucky that you are getting these opportunities. Like we never had these opportunities at your age. And they were always super happy for me yeah. and like helped me in any way that they could. But I think there's also like a thing where it's like, they and I think my dad one time expressed he was like you know I wish that like the three of us could like go on an international trip together and I was like hard pass wouldn't do it <laughs> like I was like even if it's paid for not doing it like yeah <laughs> because it's just like that's that's not because they're gonna want to see that country in a new way or a different way from like well my dad is the person who when we are in a museum reads every plaque oh my parents too like ev- every mm-hmm. plaque mm-hmm. and so like for a really long time, I thought I didn't like museums because I was like, they're so boring. They take so long. <laughs> and then I like went through them as an adult and I was like, oh no, this this is how I'm doing it. This is fun. This is a yeah, yeah. different approach. Yeah. No, my parents love a good plaque for sure. <laughs> love a good plaque. They like to take pictures of them. I don't know if they ever reread Whoa. them. Okay. But you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'd almost have to be like. Because I've also thought about this because we didn't do any kind of major traveling as a kid. And me having an only child, they have this, like, ability more so than people who have large families or whatever. But um, I think probably in the next couple of years, she's shown a ton of interest in going to other countries. Okay. And she's, like, right. And this will change. You know, it changes pretty frequently. But, like, she's been obsessed with Egypt for, like, the last year. (laughs) And, like, I would, like, depending on the state of the world, I would absolutely take her to Egypt and expose her to that because that's not like, that's not Europe. Yeah. Europe's, like, safe. Yep. It's pretty whitewashed and pretty, like, English-friendly. You know what I mean? Like, everyone does Europe. But to take her to Egypt, I think, would be so fun. Yeah. It'd be so fun to expose her to, like, a completely different culture. So... Not that my mom's going to go to Egypt, but <laughs> <laughs> but it would be interesting to start traveling internationally with her as a kid, when she's a little bit older, when she can appreciate it a little more and also, like, keep up yeah. and, like, want to be engaged with some things. She's still, like, just young enough that she'd get bored and be like, I want to play with my Nintendo. Like, <laughs> like, and that's not why we're here. Yeah. So she needs to be a little bit more mature, but... I mean, it's definitely something I'd like to do for her. And I'm also guilty of, like, shopping for real estate in other countries (laughs) (laughs) on a pretty regular basis. I follow this one Instagram account called, like, Cheap Nordic Houses. And it's just, like, these adorable little cottages in, like, Norway and Denmark that are, like, on sale for, like, 80000 And you're just, like... Yeah, absolutely. I follow a similar one where it's like affordable dream houses and they're like fixer uppers, but like on these like beautiful coastal places. And you're like, yeah, I'd drop a hundred grand on that because you know what I could turn that into? But like, yeah, similar. But I also look at the $3 million ones too. (laughs) I mean, I think part of it was like when I worked for Sotheby's, Mm -hmm. we had access to the entire database. And Sotheby's is an international 
high-end real estate company. Mm-hmm. And man, the time I'd spend scrolling through some <laughs> houses. You're just like, this whole house is carved out of Italian marble that costs $500 million. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then even when I worked in, when I was working for Esquire, when I worked in legal, we did a lot of construction defect cases, which is where like the contractor really fucked up. And it wasn't on like your standard home. It was like these like custom built, oh, amazing God. entire design teams and all this stuff. And there was a huge part of one of the cases was literally importing Italian marble. And these things are so customized where they pick they pick their version of marble that they like. And then people are flying into the mines in Italy, photographing the slab for approval before they cut it out of the like the wall. Oh. Like it's <clears throat> wild, wild stuff and yeah. wildly expensive. And I don't remember exactly what the issue is, but I think the marble was either installed incorrectly or it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And they thought it was ugly. Like, I don't remember. Like, but that was a huge lawsuit. And these cases were like, they were suing for so much money. (laughs) I cannot imagine. That's just like a separate life. Oh, it's a completely different life. But it does make me scroll through unaffordable homes (laughs) and affordable homes. I mean, like I could just leave. Like, why are we, why do we live here? Like I could do what I do from anywhere. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. (laughs) Or I could figure it out. (laughs) One day, one day I will have that international house. (laughs) And guess who will be showing up to visit often? You will be this girl. Traveling internationally to visit your friends because you can't think for yourself. Oh, that's <laughs> no, no, no. Why don't you buy one too? Invest. Real mm-hmm. estate's an investment. Yeah, I'd have to pick owning a different property country, is a wise decision. Mm. <laughs> it feels like an unattainable uh, decision at this point, which is completely false. There, that's fair. You can get so easily approved. I know you probably have immaculate credit because you are highly <laughs> responsible. You would get approved for so much more than you think you would. Ooh. I'm just saying. Yeah. And it's probably cheaper than renting. It it most definitely and is. And it has value. Yeah. You can sell it. It requires commitment. We all know no, where it I stand doesn't. on that. That's, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It's, it's bullshit because like you like, can leave. <sighs> you can sell it. You can rent it. It can be an income property. You can leave. Everyone thinks it's a permanent decision. It's fucking not permanent. It's not. I don't know how many times I have to preach this to people. I'm like, you can't think of it as a forever home. Yeah. It can be a three-year decision. That's not a long-term commitment. I was married to someone for so much longer than that. (laughs) And I can barely remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pep talks from Kayla. (laughs) I'm just saying, young people don't think it's an attainable thing and in it, in a city like ours, it's very attainable. All right. New York, San Francisco, L.A. less so. But in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, especially if I don't want an actual house, which I don't. Exactly. And with if you just invest and buy a condo, you don't have to pay for shit. Mm-hmm. You pay the HOA. HOAs, maybe, but you'll never have to mow a lawn. You'll never have to replace the hot water like whatever you're just it's just investment you're just gonna 
Never mind. Whatever. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is the city reevaluated Nashville recently. They did a new tax assessment. And our home has gone up like $130,000 in value, according to the city. Mm-hmm. That is not even what market value is. Market value is higher than that, which means in the four years we've owned it, we've all, well, I don't know. We'll walk away with minimum 150 grand gain. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And by the time we ever get around to getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> it'll be more. <laughs> you make a strong case. I'm just saying, invest in your future, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's why our friend Danny, she's fucking, she bought her first house at 24, 23. Danny, how the fuck old were you? Like 23. Not because she had, an, she makes less than you. Or she did when she bought it. So I'll be buying a vacation house. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Probably not. Not for a while. But I will one day. Absolutely. You'll see it. Mm -hmm. And you'll visit. Mm -hmm. And I'll even like set aside like designated space for you. (laughs) I won't make you like sleep in the kids room or something. (laughs) Oh my God. The most generous. Look at you. <laughs> uh, where? I have no idea, but not, not in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have some guesses, but you, you keep know. it to yourself, yeah. though. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> what does Taylor Swift say? I think it's like, keep it to yourself, put it on a shelf. I don't know the rest of the song, but is that a Taylor Swift song? I have no idea. <sighs> You should get a kid, and then you have to hear this shit over and over and over. Mm, I'm good. So good. I didn't say have one. I just said get one. Just, like, insert one into your life. Well, Juniper's in my life as much as <laughs> as much as she can be. You guys have never spent one-on-one time about And I'm personally, like, offended by that. Like, why don't you want to hang out with my kid alone? <laughs> uh, I think there have been a few times in the past where I've, like, offered and been like, hey, let me do this thing. And you've been like, no, I'm fine. I've got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's because so, I don't rely on anyone. Thank yeah, you. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Unless you, you so choose to. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But if your kid starts playing hockey, I'm going to be at all of her games with, like, signs. There's going to be, like, a T-shirt. I'm so pumped. I can't you'll wait. Do, you'll be that person? Oh, Yeah. Why not? Because it draws so much attention to you. You know I wouldn't actually do this. Okay, but like, that's in why I'm theory. asking. We don't, we don't lie on this podcast, and I feel oh. like you need to be your most honest self. So what kind of person would you be when you show up to a I will hockey game slash figure show skating up wearing competition? all black to hang out, and I will <laughs> cheer every time your daughter gets the puck. Okay. All right. That's who I am. And I'll give her a high five after Are you going to bring like a flask? Oh, well, I'll probably like, hopefully they'll have like concessions and I can buy beer. They do not have alcohol. I've never been to a child's <laughs> hockey game, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting like yellow Powerade and. Then yes, I will be bringing my flask. Gross nachos at a concession Oh, I love a gross stand. nacho sometimes though. <laughs> That's a good time. Uh, yeah, it's not like a professional sporting event. Um. 
yeah, no, we'll see what happens. But the her, she loved ice skating, which I wasn't prepared for, to be completely honest. But yeah. we'll see if she sticks it out. That's super fun. I it's hope she does. It's the first thing she's loved. But, like, as soon as she was off, she was like, Mom, da 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 And she was like, this is how you stop. And this is how I was like, I'm, okay. You've got enthusiasm about something, <laughs> and I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. We'll see. Do I become a hockey mom? Do I have to get a sticker on the back of my car that's like, hockey mom? Yeah, you'll have to get mm, the uh, the sticks, you know, like oh, crossed, yeah. maybe with a heart, something like that. Is that a thing? I feel like do? it is. I feel like people no. just are like, it's like her number will be like yeah. on the stick, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be Probably real cute. Probably something like yeah. that. I dislike you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking much. <laughs> I can just see it so clearly though, Kaylee. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, you'll be a great supportive friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. As long as we're drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what parents do. Well, I also feel like I'll just really enjoy people watching the other parents. Oh, completely. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. So that'll be a good time. Yeah, no, other parents blow my mind. I dislike them so much most of the time. Like, none of them are... I don't know. This is... Who knows what kind of psychological issue this is, but like none of them impress me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they think they they give off the arrogance that they're like so cool or I don't know. Like they're the best parents or something or no, like No, just like like some parents are just like so involved and so like over the top and I'm pro involvement, but like also sit down Becky. <laughs> like <laughs> shut the fuck up and just let your kid do their thing Mm -hmm. and they're just like they're too into it they insert themselves too much i don't know i just have a more laid back a parenting approach i guess (laughs) it's probably healthier in the long run let juniper stand up for herself and go after what she wants yeah i don't want to get involved like when she fights with the neighbors oh my god I want to, like, fucking (laughs) go in the corner and cry. Like, leave me out of this. Work it out yourselves. Yeah. Like, kid. I think that's one of the things, like, you were talking about, like, going to your aunt's for, like, the summer and Mm -hmm. just, like, the complete chaos. Like, yeah. That's something, like, as an only kid. Oh, yeah. There was no parent. Like, older kids were parenting younger kids for sure. And it was just, like, screaming at each other. (laughs) Well, but even, like, when I would go over to friends' houses who had, like, siblings that were, like, older or younger, like, both. And, like, the chaos that would ensue, yeah. the fighting, it would stress me out so much because I was like, this is, not, this like, is, I don't, yeah, I don't, I agree. this is not what my house is like. I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Where I would just, like, I would get concerned because I didn't understand, like, no, everyone's going to be okay. Like, they don't permanently hate each other. Right. It's fine. Yeah. No, that's definitely part yeah. of it. It's just exhausting. And I have, like, a pretty low tolerance for super high energy in general. Mm-hmm. And people that are on all the time are just like that. And I... Even as a kid, I remember I'd be like, go and hide in a bedroom and read or something, like, just check out. (laughs) Like, y'all can work this out. I don't like it. And it was because our house was so quiet. Like, during the summers when we were both home, like, my brother and I, 
my mom would be doing whatever cleaning or whatever she was doing and we both just lived very separate of each other and then like dinner time would happen and we'd all have to be in the same room (laughs) (laughs) like i mean my brother and i certainly fought but it wasn't like chaos the chaos is crazy because it's translated into all of their houses now yeah when i go visit cousins who have kids it's the same thing because you know well, that's None what of they... them could only have one. <laughs> they... Well, yeah, but that's also what they, like, I think grow up with as, as their norm. Like, No, they love it. And that's the thing, too, because there is an element of it that is fun. Like, their family gatherings with all of them are fun for about three hours. <laughs> and then you're like, got it. I'm mm-hmm. good. But, like, this is just their normal all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, that just, like... Uh, I was on a work call uh, with someone who, like, she was mom. There were, like, kids running around in the Mm. background. And, like, you know, everything is, like, a conference call now. And so she was, like, trying to talk to us while, like, three kids were yelling at her. And she would, like, (laughs) go out in the backyard. And, like, my coworker and I were just, like, we're getting motion sickness from, like, her just, like, whipping her iPhone around and, like, kids, like, screaming. And I was just, like, I got off the call and I was, like, I'm so stressed out right now. You're like, I need a nap. I need a dark room and some silence <laughs> for about 15, and then mm-hmm. I'll be good. I love a quiet house. Yeah. Even now. I mean, we interact semi-regularly, <laughs> but there are days where I don't see her for six hours, and no. we're in the same house, which is great. She's figuring out how to entertain herself. So far, she's not like doing anything bad or inappropriate in that six hours yeah so like i don't know i feel like that's a strength of only children like you just yeah. have to learn how to like i entertain learned to yourself. play on my own so early yep and just be like chill with silence mm-hmm. do whatever mm-hmm. yeah no i think it's good yeah i agree but. i was very much like a bit of a bookworm and mm-hmm. just kept myself as a kid for sure yeah same Look how cool we are. <laughs> but you didn't agree with that, so well. I mean, I think I think the agreement was, you know, unspoken. That was definitely the deep there. sigh. Yeah, just sigh of agreement. Yeah, you know, we're just well-rounded <laughs> in all the ways, <laughs> mostly from behind. For you. <laughs> oh. Oh. You're identified as a female from behind. Oh, okay. Saw that. that was wild. That is insane. Did they only see you from like the shoulders up or something? What is with that? Yeah, here's what happened. <laughs> yeah, tell me the story. Okay. Well, people don't. Okay. On my Instagram, I posted a photo recently and it just, you know, that I was identified. I was called Sir from behind because <laughs> I had on a backwards hat, long hair, but a backwards hat. But if you've ever seen me from behind, there's a definite, like, waist and then ass. No mistaking you for a man. (laughs) What had happened is I went to uh, Matt Taylor's show at Liquid Smoke. Mm -hmm. And I was getting out of my car. And I had, it was like, it was like street parking, not parallel parking, but it was like street parking up against a sidewalk. And a guy was walking by on the sidewalk as I was getting out. So I do think all he saw was the back of my hat and okay. my hair from like the other side of the car. Okay. He couldn't see my body and I had shut the door and he was like, sir, sir. So naturally I ignored him. 
And he was like, excuse me, sir. And I like turned around and he was like, oh ma'am, I'm so sorry. And he was, he was a guy asking for money, which didn't help his case at all. No. But he came like right up to me and like tried to take my hand. He was like an older man. Oof. And he like took my hand, which I was like, no. Oh. And he was like, I'm so sorry. You're a beautiful woman. And I was like, dude, nothing you say is going to make me give you money. Also, I don't carry money. It's 2021. Everything is digital, sir. <laughs> I have nothing wow. to give you. But also, let go of my hand. Immediately. Immediately. Yikes. But it was funny Ooh. because it used to happen to me a lot when I had no hair. And people would, like, tap on my shoulder and be like, excuse me, bro. And I'd be like, hi. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's cool. Cancer. Mm-hmm. Is That's a fun one to throw in people's faces. But I would get called sir and bro. Uh, my man a lot. Excuse me, my man. And you're like, no. But they all touch your shoulder. When you're a woman, when you're a woman, uh-huh, you get they the touch your the lower back. back. Yep. It's a different mm. thing. Interesting. It was a lot of shoulder tapping until I had hair again. Because <laughs> men. Because men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's... no girl ever confused me from behind. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. man. Oh, this was fun. Yeah. Scones were delicious. We both ate two. Yeah. We didn't shy away from them. Nope. They were very satisfying. They paired super well with uh, Jackalope's Lovebird. Great beer selection. Mm. Good call by you. Thank you. Uh, it's all about that raspberry on raspberry. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, subscribe, follow us. Rate, review. Please review us. Tell your friends about us. I know this is obnoxious, but I think it helps. It would help us a lot if yep. you had any kind words. Here's the other thing. We say this every week. I haven't actually checked to see if we have any. Yeah, have I haven't you? either. I haven't checked in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Maybe we've been chastising everyone and we actually have five reviews waiting for us. Who knows? Anyways. Oh. Um, All right, guys. Well, plan those summer vacations. Yeah. Let us know where you're going. Yeah. Let's interact. Tell, tell us, us where about you're going. your best or worst summer vacation. I would Maybe love to hear some stories. In a different vein. Maybe we can bring this up in another episode a lot of vacations were planned around my birthday, oh. which is in the fall, uh-huh. and we can get into that because okay. I had some pretty terrible birthdays oh. because of the things my dad wanted to do <laughs> in October. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. All right. Yeah, we'll yeah. save that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk idea. about birthdays sometime. Um, we don't have birthdays coming up for a while, but... Oh, but that's good for a fall because we're, we're within less than a month of each other. Yeah. Fun. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hope you all have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.